I love watching how dancers or martial artists move. And it, it's not about human bodies in many ways. It's about kind of understanding with the capabilities of all of the, the joints and muscles, all of the balances, all of the, the physics involved, um, understanding the, the rhythms and the timing and the participation of others potentially. It's a whole lot of, of understanding that while I'm sure there are reams of books written about, there's also sort of a, an intuition which is involved, uh, and not an intuition as in making leaps of understanding, but rather having such an experience of all of these physical motions that you can, that you, you, you instinctively know beyond language, you know and understand how all these pieces and parts go together. One of the TikTokers I've seen numerous times, I don't remember the name of it offhand, but I believe it's called, I think it is called the lockpicking lawyer. And that's a fascinating um, set of videos to watch. Um, it is literally someone who is doing lockpicking, but he has, first of all, a soporific voice. I think that's the right word. A beautiful voice that is calm and confident and uh, peaceful. It is delightful. And then he's also explaining how these locks work and the mechanisms that are in there and all the different ways they are supposed to work and how they can be countermanded. Which, you know, there's some other philosophical potential issues with that. But um, the videos themselves are very satisfying on, on a level, you know, on a level of being able to understand how all this physics works. And and there are there are words and there are descriptions and there are, are sort of that level of engagement. But there's something very physical about it. And then you come to knots. Knots are... Again, kind of this amazing, tremendous technology, which relies upon, in many ways, the derived understanding of how friction and um, countervailing forces can work. Uh, I'm trying to learn a new knot. That's where I'm coming to. This is where I finally reached the point where I started. Um, I'm trying to find a new knot because today was a laundry day. Which meant all my jeans were in the wash, which meant that I needed something to wear, and I chose to wear sweatpants. I was working at home today anyway. I didn't have to interface with anybody, so why not? I don't wear sweatpants very often, and one of the reasons I don't wear sweatpants very often is they don't fit very well. These particular sweatpants have no elastic in the band, uh, but they do have a rope, uh, uh, a, a lace, or a, what am I trying to think of? It's not a lace. Anyway, they have, they have a rope to tie them together. But I've never liked tying that rope. The primary lock that I know, or lock, <laughs> primary knot that I know is the plain old, um, I don't even know, is it butterfly knot? Is that what it's called? I don't even know what it's called. Um, simple cross over the ropes, one goes under, then you make loops of the two ends and you fold the loops over each other. And then you pull the loops taut. Um you un unknot the knot, untie the knot by simply pulling the two ends and everything comes apart, except for that initial crossover, but that's not a, a binding knot or binding element of the knot. It is it is so easy 
the do that now I've, I've tied that particular knot for my, I still use that one for my shoes. I've seen some interesting alternative knots for that as well, but I've done that probably every day for the last several decades. Um, so it's a knot that I'm very familiar with, but I also, I'm not really thinking about it much anymore. I'm not really thinking about how the how the the opposite tensions are being introduced, how the friction's being used to hold that knot together. And when you really, uh, and, I, and it's not an effective knot in this case because um, as I'm trying to pull together the two loops, the interior non-binding knot is stretching out uh, because it's trying to hold back. Um, well my stomach, which has its own desire to <laughs> flow out of the universe. It's not quite that bad, but, um, so it's a not in situ. It's a knot which is already being challenged while it's being built. When I tie my boots, the knots re not really going to be challenged. There's an extra loop on my boots, which uh, puts the tension on the loop and there's enough friction on the shoelace that they essentially stay in place while I'm tying the rest of the knot. I don't have that advantage when trying to tie up my sweatpants. So I went looking online for different knots. There was one I found, which is very, very simple and immediately understandable in many ways. Um, you take the two strands, you do... Uh, I, I don't have the language of this. There is a language for this. This is how physical and intuitive, though, it feels to me. But in, in each of the two strands, you make a loop, and then you cross the uh, free end through the loop, making a small little knot. But you don't pull it taut at that point. Once you've got both of them done, you then take the end of one and pass it through the the uh, loop that you've made, the tie that you've made, and the other one. There was a term that they were using. What was the term? I don't remember what the term was. Uh, and then you do the same for the other side. And when you pull on the opposites, um, essentially, you are tightening the small little loop around the free end of the other. So each is tie tightening their own knot and tying each other's uh, loops together or, or free ends together. It's stunningly interesting when you think about it uh, because it, these are, are really incredibly simple things. And yet you would hand this to a primitive human and they would think it to be magic. They would have no idea how to undo this knot or hand it to your dog. It's probably not going to have any idea what, how to do that. It might gnaw away at it and be able to pull it free, but they really don't understand it. Amazing. There's so much probably in stage magic that comes from how, knowing how to make knots look more complicated than they are or in understanding how it it uh you can undo a knot by simply twisting the way that you're bound into it um but the knot that i found the one that was recommended uh, a couple of times um is is interesting because there's a resonance also with um a sort of symbolic resonance that's not quite the right way to, way to put it but sort of because you start with, in this case, uh, imagine that you have the left and the right hand ropes. You could reverse them. I learned it for this in this particular way, and the symbol makes perfect sense when I do it this way. With the left hand rope, you make an ampersand, which is essentially two loops and then a, an extra space, an extra bit that extends beyond the the initial line. 
With the other one, you make a simple loop. You pass that loop through the top of the ampersand and around the bottom one. Notice that this is not a technical term, not a technical description. You can probably understand what I'm saying. Then you grab the the second loop that you've that you passed your right hand loop around. So it's the it's the lower loop on the ampersand. You, you grab that and you pull with the uh, that opposing the other end of the strand. The other end of the strand essentially is is tightening up around that particular loop. Um and no, sorry. The 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 loop is tying around itself, and the other end is simply sliding on through. There was another interesting uh, knot that I saw, where if you have the two strands, uh, you cross them over, you bring one strand inside, wrap it around twice on the inside, and then bring it outside and wrap it around once on the outside, and then back on itself. And it creates an interesting slipknot. Essentially, you're tying one rope as a loop and the other rope as the simple strand going through. And that's similar to what this one does. To tighten this up, you grab both the loop and the end strand of your um, ampersand and pull whichever strand you need on the other side. To tighten it up, you pull the free uh, uh, the free end of the rope to loosen it, you pull the interior uh, end of the rope, essentially just pulling that rope through that um, that knot that you've created. And it is not a complicated thing. Again, uh, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it necessarily clearly enough for you, but I think with a, with a fair amount of, of practice, uh, with a little bit of practice, you'd be able to understand. I'm still practicing it. I only learned it today. And there's only so many times I need to take my pants off in a day, generally going to the washroom. But it does give me another opportunity to try the knot again. Um, it's not a perfect knot. I'm finding that it's not tight enough, so it becomes a little bit slippy. i got to figure out how to tighten that up a little bit. It, it, it isn't – I'm getting better being able to tighten the overall effect up. But I find this utterly remarkable. Because all it is is twists in rope. It is not a fastener. There's no, there's no nail. There's nothing that's, that's binding these ropes together other than the friction and the fact that sometimes the friction, the, 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 the forces are counterbalanced against each other such that pulling on one side tightens the other. Um, the, the notion of how you get loo- loose rocks or loose lock, loose knots is by not necessarily tugging harder on the free ends, but in fact creating slack on the inside. I was, I ended up, it was, you know, typically I ended up watching three or four videos on this and I saw someone talking about a, it was a bowline, I think he talked about. And he compared it and he said, well, the bowline is exactly the same as this knot, except you have this loop. And the, it's exactly the same as this other knot, except now we're using two ropes instead of one. And it was just, again, that sort of fascinating, there's a lot of, there's a little bit of fundamentals to learn, but once you learn those fundamentals, you can repeat them over and over again, whether you're tying knots or whether you're doing um, uh, martial arts or you're doing dance or in my case, cooking. My cooking this evening was uh, taking a look at a recipe, understanding the components of that recipe, realizing I only had about half of those components, finding the, the, the replacements unneeded. And then making the meal, which turned into something fantastic. And 
that was an epiphany of its own. That was a moment where I realized I do know how to cook. I do know what all these parts are for. And because I know what these parts are for, I know how I can make substitutions. I know how I can, how I can make variations. I know that I can, I can add or remove different things and it would work just fine. And that is to me the essence of any kind of intelligence. It's not about memorizing facts. That's just making recall faster. That's, that's informing things, but that's not in itself a useful skill. Um, intelligence lies in pattern matching. It lies in being able to see where patterns are, are really sub patterns that you can eke out on their own. When talking about those knots, you start to realize how many of the knots, especially the ones that are adjustable are simply one uh, rope tied with a knot and the other rope simply passing through it and bound by the tie. Um, you also start to see things. I also started to th- see things like the way that two ropes are bound together um, that are not meant to adjust is because in those cases, any force applied to one of the ropes simply makes it tighter for the other. And then when both are are pulled at the same time, they both cinch in and become more more uh, uh, tighter. It's it's hard to explain something that I think is so incredibly simple and yet extraordinarily complex at the same time. I know there's a whole mathematics just trying to describe knots, and it is a complex mathematics. It's not a simple one. It's a it's a I'm assuming a modeling mathematics, maybe physics. I'm not really sure. Probably physics as well because dealing with forces. Um. Just utterly stunning. Um, there's there's variations of this which have been calculated to figure out why a a, a shirt will turn inside out when in the dryer. Uh, variations on this which are trying to understand and unlock the geometry of of the universe itself, um, and all the 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 intertangling that it might be. I would be surprised if there weren't applications of this in computer science and in artificial intelligence, even in writing. Writing is the same uh, because you are also um, putting together patterns which have, have come up before and you're using those counterbalancing forces to reinforce each other, whether it be Chekhov's gun, which is a, a prelude to a later thing, an introduction to place it in the person's mind so that that loop can be tightened later and suddenly you have a, a well-held-together plot. All of these things are fascinating. I've been wandering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. It's it's amazing, you know, when you step back, what you learn or or realize just because you didn't want your pants to fall down. <laughs> it is late and I need to sleep. So I will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>